Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, back for another event. Uh, back, well, event. It's Wednesday. Uh, and I just got a freshy cut. Uh, those of you listening on the podcast cannot see how radiant my haircut is. Uh, They're missing out. Trust that it is holding up the real estate industry all by itself. I believe it. Yeah, that that hair is for real. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Brian, I got a good call. You know, a, a listener uh, messaged me today. You know who you are. Uh, she emailed me and we will we'll change her name to protect the innocent. Uh, okay. so Jane Doe emailed me today saying, I hope this finds you well to start. I love y'all's podcast and have been a loyal listener for some time now. I did send in a call and would love to have my information blocked out if you decide to play it on Cash Call. So we have blocked out the info to protect her uh, identity. She also says, essentially, I submitted the call because I feel like I could have done more, but also didn't want to keep the lady on the phone for too long of a time. I feel I'm really struggling with setting the, quote, logical next step, which is something that we teach, and wondering if you could give some insight on how to do that in this scenario. Okay, so... Jane Doe, we're going to play your call today on Cash Call. We're going to make you famous, uh, and we'll go through this. <clears throat> so I've listened to the call, and just to, when we get started, um, she has a really good intro. She has a good uh, attempt at unpacking the not now when we get to it. Uh, but the very beginning of the call is a little weird because this lead called back in and was confused about who the lead was calling, which was this agent. Right. Mm. And so the agent, it took a little bit of sorting out. So we'll kind of skip over some of that. Um, but I'll start playing now. I'll point out some really great stuff and then I'll point out some uh, opportunities here that we could improve this. Brian, does my voice sound weird? I, I don't think so. Okay, good. I'm hearing it in my, in my head, but uh, ah. give it up when you hear the call. Oh, am I talking to, I'm sorry. Who am I speaking with? <laughs> Okay. I've been making so many phone calls. I apologize. No, that's okay. Don't apologize. It's it's not a problem. But um, my name is I'm actually a local realtor here in Palm Coast. The reason why I was giving you a call is I noticed that you were taking a look at some properties on my website. Just wanted to see if you were planning on moving soon or just kind of window shopping for now. Great intro. She stuck the intro. So we're going to keep going. Awesome. I'm kind of window shopping, um, okay. possibly in... Um, Possibly more towards like spring, beginning of the summer. Spring, beginning of the summer. So not now. And uh, this uh, listener uh, clearly has been listening because now she's going to follow our process for what to do if somebody says not now, essentially. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what's important about spring and summer? Great question, right? So like she's listened to cash call or something like she's listened to cash call. It's amazing, Brian. You know, I feel like we're coming full circle and random listeners out there that we don't personally know are taking the coaching and implementing it into their sales activity. Isn't that awesome? Don't you feel like it's, it's, like it's having a grandkid well, or something? It's why we, why we do this. At least I, I, you know, it's kind of how I feel about it is that, uh, I, we can listen to ourselves and boy, it's amazing to talk to ourselves. But ultimately, I'm really happy that there's people out there who are implementing this stuff and it feels like it's happened, it's working too. So it's not, it, it, I think it's a double whammy, like, hey, someone listen to what we said and 
it seems to be working for. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, I would say, I don't think you need to say, if you don't mind me asking. When you say, if you don't mind me asking, it almost signals to the other person, this could be a sensitive question. Now, if it is a sensitive question, then use it. But if it's not a sensitive question, she said, I'm thinking more like the spring or the beginning of summer. Hey, great. What's important about spring or the beginning of summer? I don't need to apologize for that question. Yeah. I could even ask, oh, great. How did you decide spring or beginning of summer? Or what has, what's going on uh, spring or beginning of summer? It's super casual. It's not a big deal, right? So you don't need to make more out of it than there is. That's a small tweak, but just yeah. a suggestion, right? I, I think that, yeah, if somebody was uh, saying, hey, yeah, you know, we, uh, we're looking at buying, but, um, you know, we ran the numbers and it's a little tight. We're not sure if we can do it. I think you could say, got it. Well, if you don't mind me asking, right, let me ask about your numbers. I think that's yeah. an appropriate place to use that. I agree. And, you know, and again, the 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 question didn't kill anything. It's just no. that uh, we're we're being a little bit nitpicky here because, well, clearly this is one of our professional listeners. Yes. And so <laughs> we can improve it just that much more. Yeah. Uh, OK, so let's listen to her answer to that question. Uh well, I don't, I don't live here. I live in Massachusetts. Okay. So, yeah, I would be uh, relocating, and also I have, um, I have to sell, you know, have a condo. Okay. So that's kind of the timeline. Yeah. So she lives in Massachusetts. She's relocating, has a condo to sell. That's the timeline. Great. We're doing really well. So let's see where this uh, agent goes next. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, when when deciding on moving, kind of what made you choose Palm Coast? Great question, right? We're just flowing right through this. My parents live here. Oh, perfect. Okay, so just trying to be a little bit closer to your family? Yeah, just, yes, exactly. Now, I don't like putting the words in her mouth, being closer to your family. Instead, I'd really prefer, I'd I would prefer an approval. First of all, I don't know if she's happy about doing this, right? I don't know whether it's a good thing or not. I could just approve it. I could say, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I would want to ask more of a neutral question and more of a rapport building question, something like, how long have your parents lived here? Okay, so I, I like that. Um, I also think that it's a possible, this is, this is a little tricky or could be, but you know, so your parents are moving there. Are you, are you are you moving there to help them, or do you just want to be close to them? What what's the purpose of you moving? You know, this woman. I don't know how old this woman is, but she's not twenty five. I mean, you can hear in her voice she's at least our age, right? I would think, or if not, she's been smoking a carton of Marlboro. Uh, there you go. But my point is, she's she's not some twenty year old kid who wants to go live with her parents, so her parents can take care of her. Right. She's my educated guess, and I don't I don't like to make assumptions, but I like to at least start the process. Is that she's probably going to go move to Florida, to take care of her parents. Could be, and an easy way to ask that without getting too sensitive. Again, it could be. Got it. What's important about moving down to where your parents are? Yes. And see what she's willing to tell you if you want to ask that. I, again, I think I'm going to opt to go with a with a neutral question, more rapport building, which is how long have your parents lived here? And then if I'm not getting more feel, if it's stunted, I might even say, what do your parents think about living here? Do they like it? Right. Again, yep. I'm sticking on that neutral path because I'm trying to build more rapport and find out more about this person. Now, this listener messaged in and said, I'm finding it difficult to 
go with to get sort of the logical next step with this person. Right. As we listen to this, what I heard is that there just wasn't enough rapport building. The mm-hmm. agent is nice. The agent is talkative, which is great. But this prospect just hasn't quite been asked enough rapport building questions that the that the lead could get herself involved in the conversation. And so as we keep hearing this, I think that's part of the reason that it was so hard, as we'll hear, for this agent to establish a logical next step with the with the prospect. Rich. Okay. Um, here's a here's another question for you. My website so far says that you're looking for three to um, around uh, 2,000 square feet. Are you wanting to potentially get into another condo, or would you be more interested in something like a single family home instead? Now, personally, I don't like this. The agent switched over to the what? You don't like that either, Brian? Mm-hmm. No, because we, we I, I, I'm not going to call it an interrogation. It's not an interrogation, but it's moving that direction versus a conversation. Right. And the thing that we teach is that the what is the easiest thing for anybody to talk about. When I say what, which is what do you want to buy or what are you selling, right? Mm-hmm. Easiest thing to talk about. Anybody can talk about it with you. It's generally pretty neutral, but it's very sales oriented. You only use the what because the what isn't going to tell you much usually. So you don't use the what if the prospect is freely giving you information. So continue working with the lead to give you free information that actually matters. Work more on rapport. Who are you? How are you making these decisions? How far in the process have you gotten? Uh, What do you like and dislike? Things like that in that vein. And then if the lead starts shutting down on you or pushing you off, switch to the what because it's easy to talk about. Mm -hmm. I also want to point out this, this. She didn't do this, but I see a lot of people when they get stuck, they go to financing. And... And just a lot of the calls that I've listened to, it's like, uh, oh, crap, I don't know what to ask. Are you pre-approved? So <laughs> I just want to point out to the audience, I'd rather you never ask that question on the phone than go to it too early. Because a lot of people get really finicky about their money. We all know, the, we all know as real estate agents, we need money to do a transaction. And, I, and so it's a logical question to ask. But to me, it's way down the list um, and it has to be asked at a high level of rapport. We've known each other for, you know, what, a minute and a half here. And this person didn't do this. So I've known you for a minute and a half. I don't think I've earned the right to ask you about your personal finances yet. That's just me personally. A lot of people get really finicky about their finances. So avoid those high pressure questions. And this is why you've got to know what questions you want to ask. And you have a, have a, a library of them in your head, I guess, or on a piece of paper in case you don't want to have them in your head. All right, let's hear how this goes. Um, possibly a multi, because I believe my daughter is going to come as well. Okay. Or something like a duplex, something like that. Sure. I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, I know that a duplex or multifamily home can be... No, you don't need to be telling her anything yet. Right, Ever. Brian? Okay, ever, for the most mm-hmm. part. Uh, let's There's exceptions, see. but for the most part, it's a good rule. For the most part, you don't need to be telling her anything. So let's hear how this goes. Pretty expensive down here. Mm-hmm. But what you could always explore too is that if you got a single family home, sometimes there will be certain properties that have like a mother-in-law suite. So they've actually got a detached property on the lot itself. So that way you guys could live at the same place, but it wouldn't nearly be as much as say a duplex or, or a multi Oh, really? Yeah. Now here's what I'd say. 
We're two minutes and 30 seconds into this call. You have no idea what this woman's finances are, whether she has a stack of pennies or a stack of millions. You don't know, right? Agreed. And to make the assumption that she can't afford to buy a duplex is just not fair yet in the conversation and is completely unnecessary. Just yes them, okay? Yes them. Oh, great. Okay, great. A duplex, multi, sounds good. Would you be open to maybe also a property that has an in-law suite on it, uh, for example? Yeah, right. right now you can have anything you want. So did I miss that we made the that we're making the assumption that she's living with her parents? It's possible I missed it. Um no, uh her daughter. What you missed was that she said my daughter may be moving with me. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, got it. And I, so I, that's I, why I, she said mm -hmm. so uh when the agent asked, You're looking at this on my website, is that what you want to buy? Are you interested in a condo or a single family? She said, Well, maybe a multi or a duplex because yeah. my daughter might be moving. Yeah. I miss the daughter part. So by the way, you need to listen better than I just did. I'm a little <laughs> under the weather. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> You're killing it, Brian. Uh, all right. So let's see. So don't tell. Sell them whatever they want to sell. There's, this is not the time for no. Yeah. Yeah. And, so there, well, yeah. Go, back to, go ahead. I was just going to say, by the way, if you really want to know the answer to that question, do you guys have a price range in mind? I mean, that's a completely acceptable question to ask. Yeah. And and by the way, it's not a lot of pressure because you're not saying because, you know, it, you get an idea where the person's at. I think it's it's a great question to ask. Yeah, out of curiosity, you get to a pressure in your mind. Yeah. I don't know this market, but if this woman said, yeah, my budget's like 75,000, pretty sure you're not buying a multi-unit property. Okay. Now, I know that, but I'm not going to say that. I don't need to say that. Yeah. Cool. Hi, I was just kind of uh, just kind of comparing like uh, real estate costs here compared to where we are. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, just kind of browsing around and seeing what the economy is out here. How do they compare? Right. Yep. So I really was just writing down. So how? Do, so what does that look like? Is what I was going to look to say, or some version of that? You know. So yeah. How how are we comparing Palm Beach to wherever she lives in Massachusetts? Yeah. Let's hear what the agent does. Um, yeah. That that makes perfect sense. But I, I can definitely keep your phone number when we are, you know, a little closer to that time. Yeah, I would love that. And, and I'll tell you this, too, especially if you're just searching right now, I'm assuming that you've probably got a bunch of calls from, from maybe a, like a ton of agents or just a ton of people trying to figure out, um, you know, how they can help you. If you want to minimize that or mitigate that, you can just say, hey, I already have a realtor named like. I can do that. You're the first person I've talked to, so I haven't talked to anybody else. Yeah, I can certainly do that. I'll what I'll do is I'll uh I'll save your number in my contact. Sure. And then uh, you know, when the time gets a little bit closer, I'm probably gonna come back here March or April. All right, listen. I think that the woman went to, oh, I'll keep your number for when we're closer to that time because the conversation was going too fast. The agent represented to her uh, being farther, more ready than she was, being farther down the process, right? That's what this agent currently represents to that lead. That's how she's being perceived. Agreed. And so even if I heard that, I want to pump the brakes a little bit on the sales stuff. I know I need more rapport stuff, right? <laughs> and I would even go back to the question. So now this lead just said what she said. Oh, we'll give you a call, right? blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'd say, Hey, that's great. She says, I'm going to be down there at a certain time. I'd say, great. 
go back to the previous question. Hey, how are the prices comparing between where you're at and down here? Go back to the point in the conversation and just build more rapport. I agree with that wholeheartedly because at the end of the day, you know, this woman, I think she would have talked to us more yes. if we would have asked some, I'm going to use this word, friendlier questions. Yes. And at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to have conversations. Dale, I think both of us fall into this category where we could easily get into, let's not build rapport. Let's just get the facts, get you off the phone, set an appointment and move on. Yeah, we're, I'm, a hard, I'm a hardcore closer, unfortunately. I'm a recovering hardcore closer. Excellent. And yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. and sometimes it sometimes it gets off the chain, even still. Uh, but I know better, so yes, I agree. So you know, I don't know know our caller, and maybe I do because she's anonymous. So maybe I do know her, but I don't think I know her caller. Um, she's probably been on the show. But one of the things that you've got to be able to do in sales is take a look at how you're doing. So the approach that Dale and I just talked about, by the way, works great with Dale and I. We don't want to make small talk either. So even as the client or as the agent, right? <laughs> so if you're talking to us, bedrooms, bathrooms, square foot, price, location, time frame, bam, let's get off the phone. I'll see you when you're here in March. And that actually works. We're about 3% of the population. Yeah. So you do not want to model your sales techniques on what works with me and Dale. I'm just telling you guys that right now. Um, Generally speaking, people want to work with people they know, like, and trust. So I, I would go into every call, if you're struggling with this, with the know, like, and trust. How can I walk out of this call? One of my goals should be this person know, likes, and trusts me. And focus on that part of it as well. And I think it would help this caller quite a bit, or this the, the their agent quite a bit, is just focus on how can I know, like, and trust. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, when she wrote the email saying I'm struggling with setting the logical next step and what we mean by logical next step is how do we create a next touch point that represents when we're going to talk, why we're going to talk and what the prospect is going to get out of it, some sort of benefit. I'm before we could have gone to the end, you would have naturally thought that we'd go to the end to listen to the attempt at a logical next step. But a lot of it has to do with what's happened in this call in the first three minutes and 30 seconds. So we're in the wrong positioning with this lead, meaning that the lead is regarding us as some steps down the road. Uh, we're too far out in front of this lead and we don't have enough rapport. That's what is impacting your logical next step with them. Yeah. And now I want to say this. Dale and I are Monday morning quarterbacking this. It's a little bit easier when we listen to this. We're strictly in mode. We don't have to actually say anything. So it, it's a little bit easier. I just want to let our audience know that. That being said, this person still wants feedback, so we're going to give it for them. If you find yourself in this position, it's okay to use a transition phrase and say, I don't remember what the the the, con, the Susie. Hey, Susie, you know, I, I appreciate that. That sounds great. If it's okay with you, there's your transition phrase. There's your permission phrase. Can I just get a little bit more information from you when you realize that you have to build rapport and then you can use the information to build rapport? And then you can go back into questions, present tense questions. So uh, do we talk about her condo at all in this no, call? never. Okay. So one of the things you might say is, oh, hey, by the way, Susie, I completely forgot about this. Um, I wrote it down in my notes at the beginning of the call, but... You said you had a condo to sell. 
Um, you know, I, I work with agents literally all over the country. And as you probably know, having a, the right real estate agent to sell your house is pretty important. With that in mind, do you have anybody that in mind that's going to help you sell your, your condo? Yeah. What's the, where are you at with that process? Right. Have yeah. You started or have you thought about it? Right. Because yeah. she's talking about spring beginning of summer. We can also get clarity on spring beginning of summer just by asking, Hey, you mentioned spring beginning of summer. What month are you, are you thinking of a month yet? Like, are we talking like May, June or beyond that? Just as a little more clarification. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you might down. talk a little bit about the area too. Hey, by the way, have you considered the weather here? I mean, personally, I don't want to move to Florida in July. It's flipping warm. <laughs> you know, I mean, just something to talk about, though. You know, hey, how is the weather? And this is going to sound crazy, but how is the weather in Massachusetts right now? You know, we're, we're in sunny Palm Beach and it's 88 degrees or whatever the heck it is. How is the weather up there? Yeah. And I know it seems like, Brian, are you really telling me to talk about the weather? Yes, I am. Because sometimes it's a good thing to talk about. And sometimes, you know, people will warm up to it. We need to get this woman to warm up a little bit. And I don't think it'll be that hard. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's skip down to the end and see how the agent closed this out. Cool. Okay, sounds good. And, yeah, and, and I don't want to take too much of your time, so I'll leave you with this. I know you said that you were just kind of checking out the economy and what the market looks like. Do you have any questions for me about kind of what's going down on down here in Florida that I can answer for you right now? So I don't like, I mean, the question is decent, but uh, already this uh, prospect has said, essentially shown us that she's not ready for us based on what she thinks. So asking a question like that is a bit of a Hail Mary to see if you're going to get anything out of her. Uh, instead, when you get down to the end like this in this conversation, I think that the most important thing is that you just haven't built enough rapport. If you had built enough rapport, you would have known more of her story and one thing that I always like to say to all the listeners and everybody that we train is pretend like this woman is your partner. You and that woman own a condo in Massachusetts and your partner has said to you, hey, we need to sell this. We need to get moved down to Florida uh, probably in spring or summer, right? You're probably going to come up with a lot more questions if you have to decide whether you and your partner are going to sell that condo and move to Florida, right? Like it that you'll come up with a whole lot more questions if you were making that financial decision. So put yourself into that same position. Cool. So let me tell you, um, let's talk about, I'm gonna talk about one more thing. And we said this, but I'm gonna say it again. She said this twice. And um, if you're listening, stop saying this. I, I'll tell you this, okay. It's a graffiti term. It's a graffiti phrase. For those of you who don't know what graffiti is, sometimes people say ums. Sometimes people have a, a phrase they stick in there. I'll tell you this is a graffiti term. Now, the problem with this specific graffiti phrase is that it comes across not the way that this person. I mean, I can listen to her tone. I can listen to she's an empathetic person. It doesn't sound empathetic when you use the phrase I'll tell you this, or let me tell you this, or you need to know this. And by the way, back to Dale's point, to use that phrase, which again, I'm not a big fan of in general, you have to be in a higher level of rapport. Yeah, I agree. When I'm in a high level of rapport, hey, Dale, let me tell you something that's really important for you to know. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're buddies. We're tight. Yeah, sure. You can tell me. I've been on the phone with you for three minutes. I'll I'll tell you this is not the best the best scenario. And again, I don't feel like she was being um, 
forceful or mean or any of those things. It's just that it's a phrase I'm going to guess if I listen to more of her phone calls, she probably uses it a lot. So if you're listening, that's one of the things I would take a look at. I go back and listen to your calls and find out if you're using some version of let me tell you this. Yeah. Let's play this out. See how she ends it. Uh, no, because my they've been here for they've been here for quite a few years. So no, I don't think so. Twenty three years. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Well, then let's do this. After we get off the phone, I will. They've been here for twenty three years. I don't have any questions about the market that you can answer. I will send you a text with my contact information, just so that okay. when you got it, you can call me, you can email me, you can text me. But then I'll start sending you over some properties and, and let's get a feel for what you like, okay? All right. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. All right. So we don't know when we're going to talk next, why we're going to talk next, or what the prospect is going to get out of it. So when we talk about logical next step, that needs to be included. She said she was going to be coming into town uh, in the near future. We didn't nail down when she would be in town or even set up a meeting with her, which we could easily do. We also could have shot for it immediately. We could have gotten onto a video call with her right away and looked at some neighborhoods that she likes, right? We didn't talk about what neighborhoods she likes. What part of Palm whatever do you like? What parts don't you like, right? Uh, my favorite restaurant is Chewy's over on 5th. What about you? I, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up to help to help bridge the gap right between this is a real person with thoughts and feelings and experience and wants and dislikes and all that sort of stuff and we didn't get a lot of it out we got too focused on selling her something right because here's another thing after she said that she's been there for 23 years hopefully theoretically i would have gotten that information earlier her parents were there for 23 years not her you never asked. great great yeah that's another point but we got that information and it might have been too late but if I had gotten that information earlier in the conversation, oh, your, your parents live here. They've lived here for over 20 years. How often do you come and visit? Yep. Oh, I come three times a year. I spend a month at a time. That's different than I've never been there before. Because, yeah. again, I've never been there before. Great. Can I send you some information about the area as well? That's one of the things that I try to do for clients who are moving out of state. You know, Palm. Palm Beach, Florida is one of those places a lot of people move from the, the East Coast. I think that's actually true. I don't know that. But if I lived in the market, I would know that. And, you know, I've got actually packages I put together for people who are moving here. I'd love to send you one. Um, if you don't mind giving me your, your current address, you can text it to me. Some version of that might have been a, another way to go as well. Um, but yeah. And then I will say this, there is one that even, even here, the next logical step could be, Hey, I'm going to follow up with you next month after I send you some, after I've sent you some, uh, after I sent you some listings and you can tell me which ones might, might remotely fit your, fit your, fit your needs. That could be a next logical step. It's not the best, but you could have still done a next logical step there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good. Well, I think that's good for today. Hopefully, Jane Doe got a lot out of us uh, playing that call. And I really appreciate you sending that in. Uh, we encourage all the listeners, send in calls. We will definitely anonymize who you are, give you feedback on it, and be generous with our coaching. We just want to help improve your businesses. Also, Brian, I need to do a little... Uh, public service announcement uh, selfishly. It. So my company, Smart Sales Coaching, we are hosting our first live training event in Philadelphia, February 8th. Nice. We actually, yeah, so I'll be doing a one-hour training. Uh, in addition to that, we have a top producers panel of you know giants of uh, different teams and brokerages in Philly that are crushing it right now, as well awesome. as those trying to get there. So we have a one-hour panel. 
And we have a keynote speaker, the Chief Marketing Officer, Steve Pacinelli from Follow Up Boss, who's going to be speaking live at our event. So cool. it's a three-hour networking training real estate event in Philly, February 8th, with a one-hour happy hour networking afterwards. And you can catch all of that at surviveandthrive.re.com if you want to get details. And we have early bird tickets that are running through next Friday. And then the price goes up. That's awesome, Dale. Why don't you put that in the chat? I will put that in the chat. Let me put the URL there. Yeah, I think that's worthwhile. And unfortunately, I won't be there. I'm, I'm sure Dale would be happy to have me. I'm speaking completely out of turn, but I live uh, thousands of miles away from Dale. So I will not be there, And um, but I'm sure it'll be an amazing event. Uh, the guy from Follow Up Boss, that's really cool. And I like those, uh, you know, when we get to talk, think about those local producers who, who go up there and share what they're doing to be successful. Every market has a little bit of nuance to it. It's not, you know, there's some universal things, but it's great yeah. to get to hear from those those high producing local people that really, yeah. you know, give you an idea how they've succeeded and you can too. So yeah. that sounds like the, an amazing event. Yeah, we have the number one KW team in PA, the number one nice. Remax team in PA and Delaware. Uh, and then we have the top whatever Long and Foster, uh, a member from the Long and Foster team. And then we have some other people who are in various stages of building their businesses. Right. Because what the whole point of it, it's called survive and thrive real estate. And what we're doing is we're saying, hey, what are you doing to survive the current conditions and what are you going to do to thrive in 2024? So share your tips and tricks and secrets. In addition to my company doing training and Steve coming in and talking about human centered communication. So we're pretty excited about it. Man, that sounds awesome. And uh, I will look forward to hearing how that goes. All right. Everybody, thank you for joining us today for Cash Call. Dale Archdeacon and Brian Curtis out. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com. And we'll be back again next week.